This episode of Barrel Tasting with Howard Fletcher is brought to you by my friends at Catoctin Creek Distilling Company. Located in Percival, Virginia, Catoctin Creek Distilling Company is the Virginia rye whiskey. From its traditional production methods to the land that infuses every bottle, everything about Catoctin Creek is inspired by the history and craft of Virginia. Founded by Scott and Becky Harris in 2009, Catoctin Creek is proud to be the first legal distillery since Prohibition in Loudoun County. And if you were drinking whiskey in Virginia before Prohibition, you are most certainly drinking rye whiskey, which is what Catoctin Creek is known for. Considered Virginia's most awarded whiskey, Catoctin Creek's flagship product, Roundstone Rye, is a 100% rye single barrel whiskey produced in the tradition of slower distillation in copper pot stills. That process results in a richer flavor, texture, and spice. This whiskey is delicious. So if you're ever in Percival, Virginia, stop in and say hello to Scott and Becky Harris at Catoctin Creek Distilling and tell them that Howard sent you and get some Roundstone Rye. It makes some darn good gin and brandy too, I'm gonna tell you. So just stop in and see them. You'll be very happy you did. And now let's get on with the show. When you talk about DC's wine country, when you talk about wine country, you envision rolling hills and vines and great food and great experiences and Loudon delivers on that. But it's also the experience. It's meeting the people who share their passion with you as to why they're doing what they're doing. And that is what I think most people want in a culinary experience. This is Barrel Tasting with Howard Fletcher, a podcast that shines a light on the best winemakers, craft brewers, and spirit distillers in the DMV. So grab a glass of your favorite adult beverage. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and let's get started. Thank you, Asia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Barrel Tasting. I'm Howard Fletcher. You know, many of the wineries and vineyards, craft brewers and distillers that I have and will introduce you to on this podcast happen to have their businesses in one particular county in Northern Virginia. That county is Loudoun County. Visit Loudoun is a destination marketing organization known as a DMO for Loudoun County and its incorporated towns. The organization is charged with developing and implementing a comprehensive destination marketing program designed to attract visitors to the region who in turn generate economic and employment taxes for the region. Visit Loudoun also works with the industry to implement a countywide tourism destination development strategy. So you might be asking, that sounds great, Howard, but why are we talking about that on this podcast? I'll tell you why. Visit Loudoun, among many of their other functions, helps support the craft beverage industry in Loudoun County. And in doing so, Loudoun County can really say pretty proudly that they are the preeminent county in the greater Washington metropolitan area for craft beverages. And a lot of that is due to the help and support and promotion that they get from Visit Loudoun. Beth Erickson is the president and CEO of Visit Loudon, and I was lucky enough to connect with her via internet and have a conversation about Visit Loudon and how it has helped make Loudon County, Virginia, DC's wine country. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with Beth Erickson of Visit Loudon. Let's all raise a glass.
All right, well, I'm here with Beth Erickson of Visit Loudon. I'm really happy to get you on the show. Beth, how are you? I am well, thank you, and I'm excited to be here. Well, good. You know, the purpose of my podcast is to promote the craft beverage industry uh, in the DMV, and that certainly includes Northern Virginia and Loudoun County, where you are. And I wanted to I'll tell you that when before I did this podcast, I did another podcast called Real Estate Wine and More. And I interviewed people other than winemakers and craft brewers, but certainly since it's in the title, I had a lot of winemakers on the show, especially some from uh, Loudoun County. And what I noticed when doing research for them is that I just felt of, of all the municipalities and county governments or, or local governments that Loudoun seemed to do the best job in promoting their industry, their craft beverage industry. And then the second part I want to say is that recently I interviewed Bill Hatch from Zephaniah. And I always ask my guests, who would be somebody that you would recommend that I get on the show? And the first person he mentioned was a fellow winemaker, but the second name out of his mouth was yours. And he said, she's the person to speak to if you want to talk to somebody about the wine industry in Northern Virginia. So. Wow. What a lovely, lovely way to start the conversation. Um, and I, I, I'm a huge fan of Bill and everything that they're doing at Zephaniah. Um, and I'm excited about the conversation. And I, and I agree with you. I think Loudoun County has, for many reasons, which I know we're going to get into, really hit on the secret sauce of what makes a wine destination successful. And uh, it has been deliberate. It's been over decades, which um, I think has grown along with our winemakers to really highlight and promote the craft be beverage industry here in Loudoun County, which is certainly more than just wine. It's beer, it's cider, it's mead, and it's um, distilled spirits in addition to wine. So I think you can sum up today's discussion by we in Loudoun County like our hooch. And it works for us. So um, I'm delighted. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. First, let's focus on, let's talk about you. You um, and also Visit Loudon. How long have you been with Visit Loudon? Give us a little background of that, that uh, organization. Sure. So um, I've been with Visit Loudon, I think, coming on eight or nine years. Um, but have been involved with the organization long before then. Uh, I've, I've lived in Loudoun County since 1987, when the gentleman that I ended up marrying invited me out to dinner. He lived in Middleburg and drove out, saw the beautiful countryside, um, went up Foxcroft Road, went to where he was running a carriage house, absolutely fell in love with not only Loudoun County, but my husband. Yeah. And yeah. I've been here ever since. So um, it, I've been a long time in Loudoun County to see the change and to see the, the growth of the industry. But more importantly, it really is a place that I'm incredibly proud of and truly, truly love. So we just celebrated, Visit Loudoun just celebrated, or we would have commemorated our 25th anniversary this past May um, at, our annual, at our annual meeting, which of course was postponed because of COVID. But um, the organization has been at the very beginning of really this massive expansion into the craft beverage industry and has worked very closely with um, Loudoun Economic Development, which is the part of the county government that really, I think, 
lit a fire on the fuse when it came down to the success of Loudoun County as a, as a craft beverage destination. I like to tell the story about, I went to uh, college in Georgia in the early 80s, and I came back one summer, and I, and I remember the style section, this is probably mid-80s, style section of the Washington Post had this article about the Virginia wine tour or going through vineyards in Virginia. And I, even though I have family from Virginia, um, they're not from wine country. Well, now it's wine country. It's Western Virginia, Bedford, Lynchburg area. And, um, you know, I just didn't know wine was being produced there to the point where you could actually tour wineries. And when I asked my friends, have you heard about this? Have you gone there? The ones who had, had terrible reviews. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, <laughs> the wine was terrible. And um, then come, and I wasn't really a wine drinker back then. And then I guess fast forward a good 20 years for me. Um, and I discover a Virginia wine country that is just blossomed into, I think, producing some of the best wine in the nation. That's why one of the, again, one of the purposes of this podcast is to let people know. Um, when did Visit Loudon? Uh, as far as you know, and they may have been doing this before you uh, joined the organization, mm -hmm. uh, decide to make the wine tour or wine, wineries a, a big focus of uh, the tourist industry here. Sure. You know, what's funny is um, your story is very familiar. And, you know, I went to college in Virginia also in the early 80s. And um, one of, I, I remember my husband, um, at that time worked a lot with the growing or the, the start of the Virginia wine industry. And he worked for Meredith Vineyards, which was right over the line in Falkir County. So we went to a lot of wine shows at the very, you know, in, in the early eighties and mid eighties. And um, it was a really small scrappy group of people that were passionate about producing really good wine. It was a new industry. Um, it was an industry that was built on a lot of history, of course, uh, with Thomas Jefferson and the, you know, what he was looking to do down in Monticello. But um, I think what was so exciting was it was this feeling of being on the cusp of something that people truly believed was going to be great. And so I think that it just took the time to catch up from those early pioneers um, and I know that, you know, Willowcroft uh, was opened in like around that time, 1984. So that was probably the first Loudoun County winery in place. So all of those stars were aligning. Um, but where I think that a lot of the growth and expansion happened were, was in the early 1990s. And that was when, you know, the Board of Supervisors at that time, Loudoun County Economic Development, looked at the growth of vineyards and, and wineries as a, a really great opportunity for Loudoun County, but also as a way to preserve the rural landscape and to keep land, valuable, valuable land in agricultural use. Um, and I have always lived in Western Loudoun. I live in Waterford now. Um, and so it really helps to set that DC's wine country, that feel of, you know, so close to the nation's capital, but within minutes in rolling hills and vines and horses. So Visit Loudoun um, in 2011 launched the brand DC's Wine Country. And it really has resonated. Um, it has been something that we not only in the tourism and hospitality community have gotten behind, 
but also the business community, um, you know, everybody throughout all of Loudoun County and beyond really looks at DC's wine country as an incredibly valuable brand. And uh, it's really helped us position it uh, as we develop the trails that you're speaking about. And really our role is in telling the wonderful story that we have in Loudoun. And it is an easy, easy sale to make. Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I bet, you know, um... You have to excuse me. I, my, my mind kind of drifted because I was thinking about your husband and I was like, you know, he, he brings his date down to Middleburg on the first date and then he ha they hang out with winemakers. I'm like, he was in there. That was <laughs> that was a good way to go. I'll have to remember that. Um, now, I, I guess to count uh, up till now, I, I, I and I've got I think I got this off of your website. I think there are now more than 40 wineries and tasting rooms in Loudoun now? Is that about right? Yeah, a little bit, uh, around 50. And so not all, not all the wineries are open um, or all the vineyards are open, but yeah, uh, we've got, we're right around 50. Yeah, um, I've noticed, and I, I said it's, you know, really blossomed when I went back uh, to there. It seemed to me in my, <laughs> my drunk history, as they say, it seems to me that I that around the early '90s, early 2000s, um, somewhere around there, that the wine the winemakers there as a whole really got serious about what they were doing, and they, uh, you know, some of them even pulled up vines and and replanted, and really decided we're going to make this a destination for wine, and I I really applaud them. But I don't think that's possible, and that's why you're on here. I don't think that's possible. To, it's possible to do that completely successfully without some arm of the government or of the in the, the the community to really support that. And I think that uh, you've done that. I went to your website, which I have to admit, because my website is a mess. Your it's your website is really beautiful, and so and I was look and so I said, well, let me just look at other ones. And I went to like the Paris tourist office. And I'll have to tell you, I'm not telling you this just because you're on the show. Your website is better than the Paris tourist office. All right. We can just stop the conversation now. We've got it on tape. Um, this is great. <laughs> it is. I mean, there's so much information on there. There really is. And um, I, I, it's to your credit, like I said, I looked on there to see if there was, you know, if I wanted to take a wine tour, if I wanted to research just wine, um, could you do it just from your website? And I believe you can. And that's, yeah. that's really cool. Well, it's, it's a really important part of our product. It differentiates Loudoun County from other destinations. And again, that's where I think that DC's wine country is such an important moniker. You mentioned earlier and just a few moments ago about, you know, some of those early pioneers in Loudoun County that, as you say, were ripping up and replanting. Mm -hmm. So, um, there are their fingerprints all over Loudoun County, whether it is, and, and I don't know if you've ever had a chance to read um, Andrew Painter's book, Virginia Wine. I have. It's a great book, right? So Andrew talks about, of course, you know, um, Archie Smith, who would have been with Meredith Vineyards right over in Falkir. He's one of the people that I, I certainly remember very fondly. But Archie was one of those kind of those mad scientists and looking at what we needed to do. Um, and then there were other really incredible people that, you know, Lucy Morton, who is an amazing um 
you know, really studying uh, viticulture and helping to really educate people about what you need to do. People like Doug Fabioli, who is still here in Loudoun County producing incredible top-notch wines, who was really building this, this group of colleagues of saying, what do we need to do better and continuing to always challenge themselves. But um, I, I do agree with you that you have to be building and looking to expand a business in a business-friendly environment. And mm -hmm. that's where, um, you know, elected officials come in. That's where the county comes in. That's where we're a separate nonprofit. We're not a part of Loudoun County. Um, but that's where those municipal forces really come into play. Because our job is to really elevate the importance of this industry so that elected officials and our community know what the value is that it brings to Loudoun County as a whole. Um, that those open space, those preserved lands, the, you know, again, the DC's wine country is really important in shaping what Loudoun County is to both the businesses who may be coming in, the people who live here, and certainly those visitors. And it's all part of the ecosystem of why it's so important to have that really close working relationship because it helps to break down barriers. Um, when your elected officials recognize the importance of your industry, they're going to make sure that they are supportive and helping to continue the growth. And we saw that um, even the Commonwealth of Virginia were very lucky at the state level recognizing the importance of the wine industry. But also when they took the steps, I think it was back in 2017 or a little bit earlier than that, 2014, to expand the role of farm breweries really helped us it rapidly grow um, from bringing our first craft breweries, farm breweries in 2014 to where we are now. We have more than 40 breweries in Loudoun County, both in the urban in our towns and farm breweries. And um, it is, it's, it's magic to see all of these businesses and these entrepreneurs coming together to create something that is truly special. You, you led me into where I was going into the, the craft brewing, brewing industry. Um, and I know that you're on a, you, like you said, you, you're a separate nonprofit and you're not really in the, legislature or doing having involving yourself with uh, the legality of doing these things. But I know that there are challenges when an industry like craft brewing explodes in, on, on an area. I mean, it, and it's happening all over the place, but uh, just like in Loudoun, you said in, I mean, 20, I started going to say wineries around 2010 and, you know, I, I wasn't aware. I'm sure there was a craft beer place. Maybe there wasn't in Loudoun County, but I wasn't aware of it. Now you kind of can trip over them if you go to see them. And so how, how, how did you deal with that, at least from the tourist and or from the uh, uh, promotion end of it, uh, when something like that really takes off like craft beer? What, what effect did that have on the way you all do what you do? Yeah, that's an interesting question. We had... Um... I served on a panel probably about five, six years ago, um, a, a, an international panel looking at the role of craft beverages. And there was a, a very well-known wine destination um, that afterwards we were talking about the parallels and how 
Loudoun County has continued to grow while their destination has somewhat become stagnant. And in that conversation, it really came into the expansion of craft beverages beyond wine, um, because that's what consumers were looking for. And so in the early days, when we were looking at that farm brewery legislation and helping to um, engage our elected officials as to why this is important, one of the things that we really settled on is we did, we had a, a wonderful gentleman on our team who did one of the first visitor um, studies on craft brew or craft, craft beverage connoisseurs, if you will, in Virginia. And what we found were the top three jobs of those who were looking to go to craft brewers or were looking for craft brewers, technology was one, healthcare and education. So it allowed us to kind of begin to start shaping the view of what those visitors look like to our elected officials. Um, and one of the really cool fun facts of Loudoun County is 70% of the world's internet traffic comes through Loudoun County. So when you talk about technology jobs, when you've got people coming in um, for data centers, for technology, for defense contracting, they're looking for places to go have great craft beer. And so it positioned it so well to say, you know, DC's wine country is going to continue to benefit from kind of opening the tent on bringing in other uh, craft beverage providers. And it really has been very true because we, we continue to study both of those um, visitor segments and their profiles, and they're very closely linked. And they also will enjoy if they are coming out as a group where you may have some wine lovers, some beer lovers, to have that variety is really important. Um, but there's also something else to it, which I think is, is exciting about Loudoun County. And I think it has to do with that entrepreneurial framework that really started us in the very beginning. There are things happening at our wineries and at our breweries that aren't happening anywhere else. And you're right, you can trip over a, a craft beverage manufacturer or provider in most destinations. You know, when you talk about, we've got craft breweries, everyone goes, oh, ho, oh, oh, we all do. Right. But what you really look at is what some of these breweries are doing is fascinating. You've got uh, places like Wheatland Spring that they are cultivating, they're harvesting and cultivating their own yeast. They're using, you know, hops that are grown here in Loudoun County. Doug Fabioli grows hops for them. So you've got the hops, they're growing their own malt and they're sending it off to be malted and they're pulling water from their well. So it is a brewery where you could truly drink from the land and it is creative, it is small batch um, and it's a unique experience. We have other breweries like Adroit Theory that again are doing very, cool, small batch, experimental beer that people really love. And then you have, you know, the, the urban experiences that are closer to the east, um, you know, Ocelot, Old Ox, um, that really produce great, great beer. And so the combination is, is there and the creativity is there. And that's, again, what I think sets Loudoun apart from other destinations. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I think is really neat about Loudoun and this area, um, or at least the rural parts of the DMV, um, is that you have a lot of these places that can do 
to an extent, a lot of vertical integration. I mean, like you were talking about Wheatland Springs, how they can use, they can make their, use their own ingredients, ingredients that's, that have grown on site. And uh, I found the same thing for producers in Frederick and, and Frederick, Maryland, uh, and, and all over the, the area. So I, and I thought that was pretty cool. The other thing I think you have going, going for you, or another thing that you have going for you, is just the land itself. I mean, Loudoun County is beautiful out in the out there. So not only do you have these people who can open up wineries and craft beverage um, at places, but they become destinations just because it's nice to be there. And so therefore, they have now their destinations for weddings and receptions and, and other gatherings other than just you know, touring the winery and sitting down and sharing a bottle or, or a brew, which I think is really cool. Oh, I agree. And I think that um, a, a couple of things have become very, very evident uh, during COVID. And that is that people are looking for those rural opportunities or the outdoor, the, the opportunity to really embrace the outdoors. And certainly our uh, craft beverage providers are a great way of doing that. And, you know, wide open spaces, the beautiful countryside, what you see as the, the journey is as important as the destination when you get there. Um, but all of the success has, you know, really created wonderful opportunities. And right now, Loudoun County has more acres under vine than anywhere else in the Commonwealth of Virginia. When you talk about... DC's wine country, when you talk about wine country, you envision rolling hills and vines and great food and great experiences. And Loudon delivers on that. And I think it is that commitment to, you know, in the, in the Western part, that commitment to agriculture and really growing as many of your products as possible right there to go from, you know, um, what's being grown either locally or locally sourced is such an important part of the product and the end product uh, that's given to the, you know, to the visitor. But it's also the experience. It's meeting the people who share their passion with you as to why they're doing what they're doing. And that is what I think most people want in a culinary experience, whether it is um, at one of our restaurants or it's one of our craft beverage providers, they want to understand the story behind the glass because that is what the connection is. Everybody can drink wine. You can't always drink wine given to you by a master craftsman who will talk to you about why this is what you should be drinking. Um, and it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the uh, Loco Ale Trail. Because um, I, I saw that, I, something I have not uh, experienced yet as a, you know, as a, as a, a beer crawl or anything, or, or going to check it out. But uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, one of the things that we learned when we developed, um, you know, the wine product back in the early 1990s is it helps to kind of create clusters mm -hmm. of wine experiences because Loudoun County is a very large destination. And if you chose um, a winery in the South and the North and the West, you could be you know, really spending a lot of time between some of those destinations. And there's value in experiencing particular regions. You'll see that throughout all of Europe when they talk about you know, their wine product. So there are different feelings um, or different experiences that you would have 
whether it is up on one of the mountains, one of the valleys, it's different wine that's produced. So we really focused on creating clusters of the winery experiences. Um, and so when we started to see the growth of the craft beer industry, we replicated that by the development of the Loco Ale Trail. And we kind of clustered it a little bit differently. It is whether they are people looking for farm brewing experiences, whether they want to experience as breweries by bike. So what can you easily access right off of the WNOD trail? Um, what are some of those urban experiences where you would have a, a brewery that would be in the east that would be, you know, in a, a more urban setting, a little bit grittier feel, which is so much fun. <laughs> so and then we also did, you know, what are the breweries in our historic downtowns, which gives you another feel. So it helps to kind of create itineraries that are easy for people to connect and uh, to have those different experiences. We've not even talked about yet, um, you know, our the growth of our cideries and the fact that Catoctin Creek is in Loudoun County in Percival, Virginia, which was the first legally um, the legal what what is there? It's the first legal disturb distillery in the Commonwealth of Virginia after Prohibition. So what they are producing in Percival, Virginia, is mind blowing. Yeah. The of their product. And then we have in Middleburg, we've got, um, you know, another distillery that is Mount Defiance that is producing absinthe with locally sourced wormwood. Mm -hmm. I mean, that happened. That is hot. <laughs> that is exciting stuff. Um, but you, you will also see a lot of that vertical integration between even our, our distilleries producing for our breweries and wineries to create some of those imperial stouts or the imperial products will come from a lot of our, our distilleries. Um, there's a great synergy between all of the businesses that are, are within the craft beverage segment. They work together really, really well. Uh, and uh, they also have a lot of fun together. And it's that collaboration that is so important here in Loudoun that is producing some of the finest um, product definitely in Virginia, if not in, in on the East Coast region. I will tell you, because um, I know right before we went on, uh, went live, we were talking a little bit about some of your favorites. Mm -hmm. And um, we are so excited in Loudoun that this year we have the top two awards in the craft beverage industry here in Loudoun County. So the Governor's Cup, the top award was 868. Yeah. And that was in and of itself such an exciting moment to be there when they talk about it is the first wine with all Loudoun County grapes that took the governor's cup. That was such an exciting experience. And then we also had out of and, and they won out of more than 500 wines. Just fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then um, Black Hoof Brewing right in downtown Leesburg won the Virginia Craft Beer Cup this year. So we had both cups come to Loudoun County this year. That is a testament to the quality of yeah. what is being produced. And it's the reason why I think a lot of people's early memories in the late 80s, early 90s, it's a different scene. And it's it's a very different product that's being made and it is at the top of their craft. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll be happy to let you know that next week, my next show, the comes uh it's gonna post next tuesday is a conversation with scott harris of katonkin creek and uh yeah, he's a really good guy and we had a great time there and he also mentioned and you were talking about how collaborative everyone is 
uh, to mention, to drop another name you mentioned, uh, how when they first made Pear Brandy, it was with Doug Fabioli. Doug Fabioli. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that, that was really cool. Um, we went into COVID the whole, and I hate to bring this up, but it's, it's very relevant <laughs> at the beginning yeah. of, in the middle of the spring is really when it, I guess it became a really, it, it was obvious that this was going to be a serious issue and we needed to take steps. So for uh, venues, like you said, that have outside seating, like a lot of the breweries and uh, wineries, they made adjustments, did a lot of shipping, but they made very quick adjustments. So I was very impressed too, just all over. Um, but now we're getting into some winter months where the uh, eating and drinking outside is going to be more challenging. What have you heard or, or what would you uh, say to somebody who might be listening to this, who is saying, oh, wow, I'd love to go down to check out Virginia wine country, but it's getting cold. Maybe it won't be uh, anywhere for us to go. What would you say to them about that? Well, I'd say a couple of things, one of which is, um, you know, <sighs> Europeans have been drinking wine outside <laughs> for centuries. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's a whole different experience when you are, or when you are bundled, when you are sitting outside drinking wine, looking at beautiful landscape, no matter what time of year. So let's just take winter as an example. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our, the majority of our, our wineries are well prepared for winter. They've got fire pits, they've got experiences out there. They have heaters. Um, we are encouraging people to BYOB, bring their own blankets when they go out. And it is, it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And it, you know, people are selling hats and mittens and just getting everybody ready to experience in Virginia what people have been doing in Germany, people have been doing in France. Um, you know, it is just, it's something that is not necessarily intuitive for Americans to either dine outside or to drink beverages outside unless they're at a ski location. Um, but I think that it's gonna be something that people are gonna really embrace and they're ready for it. I think that it has been a saving grace for a lot of people in the region. The fact that Loudoun County has the landscapes that we do, the, the outdoor dining and craft beverages experiences that people really were looking for. To be able to combine uh, a hike out in, you know, in Western Loudoun County and then stop by a brewery in your hiking gear and grab a beer and stand mm. by a fire pit, that's a great experience. It's a great day. If you are, you know, looking to go by a fire pit in one of our, uh, our wineries with a blanket on your lap and to eat, you know, fresh locally sourced cheese and bread and to drink wine. It is a really wonderful experience, and it's one that um, I know I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time against doing it coming right. up. But right. I also want to say that we've learned that we need to meet people where they're comfortable. And, you know, when COVID first started hitting, um, you started to see some really wonderful virtual experiences uh, come out of like um, Sarah and Nate Walsh started a wonderful series on wine tasting that really became incredibly popular. You had Lacey Huber and Jeremy um, at Stone Tower 
where you can order ahead and, and have the wine flights in the comfort of your own home by your own fireplace and sit and talk to the winemaker and hear from them and taste those experiences safely in your own home. We are gonna make sure that no matter how it happens, we are here to help you enjoy the cold winter months with some fine Loudoun County beverages. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a big lemonade person, you know, when, when life gives you lemons, you know, do something with it. And nobody would have opted for this, you know, uh, mm -hmm. except for somebody who was very dark. Uh, however, it's given business people and especially we're talking about here in the craft uh, beverage uh, industry, very creative. They've become very creative in their marketing. And I think in the long run, it's really going to help the industry that we went through this situation. Nobody would want it. And I know that their bottom lines have taken a hit. So I'm not saying that good thing it happened, but uh, for this, this, you know, as far as you were talking about is uh, eating and drinking outside in the cold weather. Um, I think, you know, it's something that maybe some of the producers didn't necessarily make the capital investment to make it really comfortable because they didn't have to, because they have uh, a large area inside where they could bring people inside. So they didn't really think about that, but because they might be forced to now, it's opened up a whole new area for them to entertain guests in winter months. And I think that'll work out very well. A new market opportunity. I would agree with that. And also keep in mind that, um, you know, our breweries and wineries will also be able to accommodate you inside as well. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I always, always, always encourage people to do is to really take a look at, you know, your favorite winery, your brewery, distillery on their Facebook page to see what their reservation systems might be. Um, I will tell you, I think that the elevation of the experience um, has certainly happened because of COVID, because we're recognizing the importance of reservations and that face-to-face -face experience that kind of slows us down a little bit to really provide outstanding, outstanding experiences. But you've got, um, it's funny, there was a, a great session I, I heard recently where you have a lot of our wineries who are looking at felled trees and cutting them and creating, um, you know, seating areas out of stumps. And then you've got, which is a great look and a great feel uh, on, a, on, a, on a blustery day. And then you have people that are you know, creating fire pits out of different, different materials. So I think that the investment portion certainly could sound daunting, but you can also make really wonderful seating areas um, very effectively. And they're committed to do that. And the thing that I think that is a hallmark of hospitality, no matter where you are, is really understanding the importance of cleaning and sanitation and our this is across um, Loudoun County really are focusing on the importance of providing that level of sanitation to keep our visitors safe. Well I'm looking forward to it I'm certainly uh, going to and you know I'm one of those people I'm a native Washingtonian but I'm not a cold weather person so I was somebody who, if, if we can't go inside, then I'm not going to go. But I do love wine and craft beer, and I'm not going to not go visit wine country because of it. And so it's going to open up some more avenues for myself and some more experiences. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, you know, and one of the things that you can do is always curbside pickup. 
take yes. it home. Um, yeah. One of the the great hallmarks of a of a experience in a brewery or winery is quite often the live music. Yes, and we have worked with um, a couple of our amazing uh, singer songwriters in Loudoun County to curate. Loudoun County playlists of all Loudoun County artists. So if you decide to light a fire and have a bottle of wine at home, you can bring Loudoun County uh, right to your radio and listen um, on your smart speaker to some really fantastic music. It'll make it almost make it feel like you're there. <laughs> um, but it, it, it certainly will add to the experience. Well, something for all my guests is that I put their uh, website in the show notes and, I, and i'll do the same with visit loudon and i'd like to encourage everyone listening if you're interested in investigating what's in loudon county i wasn't just blowing smoke when i said that they have an excellent website and they have a great directory of both of all the craft beverages there and you'll be able to go to their the individual businesses website and uh do what beth uh, suggests and call and see what their reservation policy is and what they're going to be doing during these uh winter during COVID. so uh, Beth, I, I thank you for your time. Is there anything else you'd like to tell uh, this, you know, the time is yours, tell us about why we should come down to Loudoun County and drink? <laughs> I think just a, a couple of other things I would add in, um, especially as you're coming into the holiday season, is just make sure that you are buying local. We have launched um, a Take Loudoun Home campaign, which is really helping to drive home the point that, you know, these are all small businesses, um, whether they're agricultural producers, whether they're small retail shops, um, craft beverage producers, make sure that you're supporting local. Um, so I will also provide you the information with the Take Loud and Home website so people can take a look at what those offerings are. And when you're coming out, I will also say, don't forget the fact that we've got some really wonderful accommodations to make a weekend out of it. Uh, we have Loudoun County is well known for our resorts, our hotels, our bed and breakfast um, to really flush out the full experience. They're all ready for you and they are uh, will make sure that they're delivering an outstanding experience to you. So don't make it just an afternoon, make it a weekend and we'd love to see you. And I'm happy to help create an itinerary for anyone because I want to tell you something. I love Loudoun County and I have the best job in the world. And I cannot be more thankful to have been invited out to dinner in 1987 and look where it's led. So um, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. Well, amen to that. And I'm going to have to thank Bill for recommending that I get in touch with you because you have delivered everything that I hoped. So thank you again for being on the show. And I look forward to uh, maybe bumping into you, um, maybe not literally bumping into you, but seeing you out and about in Loudoun County. Thank you very much. Beth. It would be my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's another show in the books. I had a fantastic time speaking with Beth Erickson about the craft beverage business in Loudoun County, as well as Visit Loudoun. We could have gone on for hours, but I know you guys have lives to live, so we're merciful. If you live in or near the DMV, or you're planning to visit the Commonwealth of Virginia, check out the Visit Loudoun website. It's a great source of information about the craft beverage businesses in Loudoun County. And you can see if you agree with my opinion about it being better than the Paris Tourist Office website. I think you'll see that I'm right. I'd like to thank Beth Erickson for agreeing to be a guest on my show. 
Beth, you always have an open invitation to come on and talk Virginia wine. If you've not yet subscribed to the podcast, go right now and do so. Go on the app and subscribe. And if you would, please give us a five-star rating. I'd appreciate it and it will help us grow. See, I will introduce you to some of the best folks in the DMV in the surrounding area, just like Beth Erickson. That's a promise. Please tell your friends about us and have them tune in. They'll thank you for it. I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm all about promoting the craft and beverage industry in the DMV because it's some of the best in the nation, I think, in the world. If you agree, please share the podcast. The more it grows, the more I can get the word out about craft beverage culture in the DMV, and that'll be a really good thing. This podcast was produced by my friends at Q9. Listen, if they can make a schlub like me sound good, imagine what they could do for somebody who actually has some talent. If you're in the podcast business, please Google Q9. Uh, It's just Q-C-U-E-9, the number nine, and ask them about their services. You'll thank me for that later. I'll be back next week with another craft beverage maker in the DMV to introduce you to. I know there's a ton of media right now that you could be listening to besides me. That's why I work so hard to bring you the content that I do. I truly appreciate your time investment in me. Thank you again for listening. Remember, always have a designated driver so I'll be able to see you next time. East Ficata. You have been listening to Barrel Tasting with Howard Fletcher, part of the Fletcher Podcast Group. You can reach Howard at his website, barreltastingpod.com. I'm Asia Blue. Thanks for listening. See you next time.